episode 72. I'm Todd. This is AJ. Yo. And we're back. Hey. How you guys doing? Hey, you switched it know. up. <laughs> all right. You switched that up. I thought we were doing all your eyes see me thing. Yep. Anyway, really excited to be here today. Um, yeah, ready to dive right in. Mm-hmm. We challenge you, if you're watching right now and you're still watching, you're like, I should click off this video. Why not stick around? See if you enjoy it. You can't really give something a real shot unless... You stick around for longer than a minute. Yeah, give us a real shot and hear some real talk. And podcast people, we love you so much. Thanks we for do. joining us. We've reached over 400 downloads on our, on our podcast. I don't know if that's good, but it sounds cool. It feels nice. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you so much. Uh, quick update for those that care about my back in case they want to. I don't want to make that the focus. Mm-hmm. Much better compared to last oh, week. Yeah. Um, I did get a lot of messages and comments from people who noticed that I was in agonizing pain. Apparently, it was showing on the, on the video. <laughs> I was in agonizing pain. And afterwards, um, boy, it was, a, it was a pickle for a little bit. So very thankful for those prayers and the thoughts and stuff out there, guys. I'm telling you, God works. And uh, here I am walking around. It's a miracle, man. Stuff. I mean, I'm still hurting. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, yeah. But uh, comparatively, look, look what I can do. If you're on podcast, I'm moving back and forth. <laughs> so pretty excited about it. About it. Sometimes I talk like I'm from New Jersey. Hey, somebody wants something over here. Hey, hey. In talk case about that one it. person that feels from New Jersey, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. I think we do have a listener. Yeah, we do. I already looked at me like I messed up. Anyway. It's funny. Speaking, what speaking of people in podcasts, we actually have, I noticed that we have people in Germany. That have been listening to us too. Hello to you. I wish I could say hello in German, but I don't know what it is. I can tell you that it's, yeah, I don't know what it is. (laughs) I don't know what it is. So we're going to dive right in. We do have a question. I don't know if we want to do the question first today or Mm -hmm. talk it up, but I guess we can talk and then answer the question at the end. I'm cool with that. So how's life? I got three words for you. Can't wait to hear them. Hunt. Oh, man. Brothers. Pizza. <laughs> Guys, I'm going to let him explain this, but I'm not. I want you to understand this isn't for the camera and it isn't for the podcast. He's been talking about this for two days now. I can't stop thinking so, about it. So, you want to explain to listen, them listen. what that is? For those of you who love pizza as much as I do, I'm sure you already know what Hunt Brothers Pizza is. It's a gas sure. station brand of pizza that's literally the great one, some of the greatest pizza I've ever had in my life. And for some reason, I can't remember, we were discussing something, and the idea of gas station pizza was brought up, and we couldn't remember what it was called, and then it hit me. It was Hunt Brothers Pizza, and ever since I thought about it, I realized how long it's been since I've had Hunt Brothers Pizza, and I can't stop thinking about it. When I want you, I want you guys to understand the depths of his obsession. <laughs> when I got here today, he had his phone, and typically when he does this, it's something to do with like marketing or like we're putting something out. He's like, "Hey, man, I got this cool thing I want to want you to see. Give me your thoughts on." So he comes down the stairs and he flips the phone around, and I'm like, "Okay, I'm about to give him." And it's just an Instagram picture of a piece of pizza. And at this point, and I said, "Please tell me that you're not just looking at Instagram." pictures of Hunt's Brothers Pizza and he said that's exactly what I'm doing and that's that's really what happened and uh, he went so far as to hunt down, no pun intended to hunt down the closest location and clearly he, he keeps talking to me like somehow I'm preventing him from getting his 
Like he's talking me into him getting the pizza, and I want you to understand. I don't know how many times I've said, "Okay, man, get the pizza." He's like, "I gotta have it. I gotta." Come on, man, it's the greatest pizza. And I'm like, why do I have to be in agreement here? Okay, get the pizza. So, uh, oh, man. boy, that that has been my morning so far. So he's not exaggerating when he tells you. If you're a Hunt's brother pizza representative, <laughs> he even went so far as to show me partnership <laughs> and and throw the idea out. And I want you to understand. I think if I was serious about it, he'd be so excited. It wasn't. I don't think. I think it was only partially a joke. About selling Pete the Hunch Brothers pizzas at our church. Listen, we had a food truck coming. We could sell a pizza. Yeah, man. So I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we got, we got to get this guy some Hunch Brothers pizza. Uh, well, it literally is going to happen. I might bring some on here and eat it. You know that. According to Blake, you are doing his no-no, which is giving free advertising. I don't even care at this point. So anyway, <laughs> we'll try to keep you guys updated on his search for the pizza. Listen, um, I'm, I'm not even kidding. Hunt Brothers Pizza is some of the best pizza I've ever had in my life. The only pizza that's better than Hunt Brothers Pizza is from my hometown, Rochester, which is Nubiano's Pizza. That's the best again. pizza. I, I, I'm name-dropping. <laughs> I hope Blake watches this and gets so angry. I don't think Blake even watches the, these episodes, which I want to give him a hard time about. Ooh, we should. Let's roast him about it. I care about real talk, but I don't watch it, and that's why I'm a part of it. Yeah. I don't, those droopy dog mixed with Blake. <laughs> Hello. Anyway, so yes. For the two people still listening and watching. Uh-huh. Uh, how's your week, man? Beyond the pizza. Beyond <laughs> the pizza. So, yes. Other than my obsession with Hunt Brothers Pizza, I am doing pretty good, man. Um, I've had a couple of interesting ideas kind of, you know, just through prayer throughout the week coming. Not to fruition, but just kind of on my mind, you know. One of my – one thing that I think about a lot is um, – and this is a goal of mine – is trying to tell – like have at least one conversation every day where I tell people how I'm feeling. And I guess for me, even though it sounds easy, you know, for people listening or watching, you know, maybe you're that kind of person that's like, Oh, I I talk about my life all the time and how I'm feeling. Excuse me. Um, that's a, that's a, that's a struggle for me. I think it's because the way I grew up, I just really struggle with, um, processing through things because when I was a kid, um, my process was to just shove it down and not ever think about it or think that I didn't deserve to feel bad about it. So for me, even at, you know, 25 now, I still remember times when I was a kid that I never processed. And sometimes I hit my mind that I've been doing my best. I've been trying to do, you know, the best job I can of trying to let people know, like, Hey, like this is what I thought about today. Or, Hey, like this is a moment I had. And just so people can, you know, help me process and help me, you know, just kind of walk through it with me. And, um, I guess get past those things because I feel like once I get to a point in my life where I can naturally just kind of like share about my life more, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to find my mind to be a lot more at peace than what it is. You know, I tend to think about, you know, how is my state of mind? And my state of mind is always just so crazy. It's always a thousand miles an hour, a thousand things at once, but all those things are going so fast. I can't focus on anything. And I think so many of those things are just things I haven't processed in my life. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm like, if I can get better at that, Maybe that's maybe my mind will eventually slow down. <laughs> eventually, that's the hope, anyway. You know, I, that's not a guarantee, but so that's kind of been on my mind, just trying to share what my life is like every day. You know, how I'm feeling. You know, 
what I think about myself because I know that's another thing, you know, I tend to be myself so negative. So it's better to at least express that so people can, you know, say exactly like, Hey, it's not you, man. Like, so that's cool. And I did a little bit of that last night, which is really cool. Um, I don't know, man, just reassurance. Reassurance is something I'm learning about that. I think I went so much of my life without it because I didn't think I deserved it. So now that I am in a place in my life where I can have reassurance, there's still times where I don't do it. I like, I don't ask for it. I just kind of keep, keep pushing. So trying to just break all that, the old stuff, you know, that's, that's what's interesting about this life and being a Christian man is, you know, I'm still relatively new in my walk and, um, so much of my life, I'm still catching myself in those old, you know, habits, I guess, or just old mindsets still sometimes, you know, like you said, like we're changing the inside, but the outside is trying to catch up. Yeah. And so I guess sometimes, well, actually that, that leads to a question I actually have that just hit me. So like, when we talk about being changed from the inside and the outside trying to catch up, do you think that the outside can also – is it still considered like your mindset? Like your, like, your, like how you think? <clears throat> yeah, I think when I say that, what I'm saying is all the all the patterns that people see, right? All uh-huh. the, so, yeah, I would, I would say that's mindset, right? You okay. go your whole life <clears throat> pre-Christ, thinking, living, reacting, um, surviving – and then you you know Jesus saves us and we get and you know we get filled with the Holy Spirit and it begins and it, it cleans that inside the cup but it you know you become aware of those things how many think about this how many things in your life patterns mm-hmm. did you have you realized since becoming a Christian that you were doing that you didn't even know you were doing that have become aware of you kind of like mm-hmm. what you just said like I've gone through my whole life yeah not knowing this or not thinking that so yeah mm-hmm. I, th- I think that's part of it okay that makes sense yeah i definitely catch myself in that now so i guess that is a change in like noticing <clears throat> yeah that makes sense it's all part of that sanctification process becoming more like jesus you know <clears throat> one of the things too about jesus people don't view this as growing sometimes i think this is a thought is you know <clears throat> growing in confidence in yourself and who you are in god is part of being sanctified too mm. because then you're it's your identity becomes less attached to the people's opinions, what you do, and more attached to who God says you is, right? You is, you are, um, because that's what Jesus did, man. Jesus was confident. He knew who he was. Hmm. Even when they told him constantly, you're not. You know, they we forget this. They called him the son of the devil, you know, and all these other things. And like you're, <clears throat> and some of us today be like, oh, maybe I am, you know, and he was just so confident in who he was. Right. And with that... And I think it just made me think of that. Sometimes as Christians, we think becoming more like Jesus means becoming less confident. Mm. So we sort of confuse humility and confidence. Like humility means I have to hate myself. Hmm. Uh, yeah. And that's not true. And just that the makes thought you think. So even that part kind of goes yeah. on with mindset, you know. Because I tend to be a self-sabotager myself. Me too. So, and that leads to self-hatred anyway. So it's all just this vicious cycle of just hating yourself. So... That makes sense. Like, and Jesus didn't hate himself. No, you know. Huh. So it's cool, man. <clears throat> but and like, I guess it's interesting that you mentioned that because I guess in another way, when it comes to like self hatred, you know, I know for me, like, I beat myself up. I'm very, um, like, I, I have this very bad guilt complex of feeling bad about everything, and <clears throat> you know, I know, like, since stepping into leadership, like, I've had a couple of situations already where it's like, man. Like people think, you know, negatively, negatively, and you were talking to me even like last night, like you can't let that stuff, 
you know, get to you, especially, you know, this is just the beginning. Like, you just, you just wait, you know? So yeah, man. I've been thinking through that too. And just trying to realize like, Hey, like, you know, even if I, I try to ask myself, like, and I've heard you do this before too, like say it was true. Like you're different. Like I'm different now. It doesn't matter if that was true, you know? So. Yeah. And that's, I think that's part of that whole thing, man. It's, it's a, it's a weird mystery is trying to, yeah, realize our worth isn't even wrapped up in our uh, mistakes and our past and all those kinds of things. And yeah, it's funny. I don't know. Hmm. <clears throat> it's an interesting life. There's so many things that it's, it's hard to put into words as a Christian because some of it is so, you know, we spend so much of our time trying to talk people into understanding intellectually, right? And to defending the faith intellectually, and that's all good. And then there's certain parts, and we said before that you, you'll never be able to make someone understand because you don't understand it. It's supernatural. It's this thing that's happening inside of you, this change that you don't really have anything to do with beyond trying to be obedient to it in the areas that is interesting. I never, I guess I never like, I love the way you explain <clears throat> things because I never really thought about that way, but that, that's true, man. Like you can't really explain it because it is like this supernatural, like, like you said, it's like a supernatural transformation. Like and you can't, mm -hmm. it's hard to explain that to people, especially when they're not open to the idea of being able to just have this, like you said, it's like this, this change of being. And all you can do is just try your best to obey it after, after it's happened. <laughs> yeah. And you're being pushed along, carried along to a, yeah. to a goal. You know, and you can kick and scream and make it hard on yourself, which we do sometimes because God's trying to turn us into what we were meant to be. Um, or you can be as obedient as you can. And mm -hmm. it's, just, it's a hard thing. If you're watching right now and you're like, what are they talking about? Yeah, right. What are we talking about? It's hard to explain. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but I'm thankful. So Absolutely, man. Me too. That's what, And that's one thing that always I, – I do my best. I'm not always the best at it, but I always do my best to kind of come back around no matter what, whether it's good or bad that I'm thinking of, you know – whether it's about myself or the world or whatever it may be at the end of the day, God is good. He's just, and he's in control. I'm not God. So I always try to come back to that too. So that's good. I am thankful. But anyways, enough about me and my pizza. Um, how should <laughs> we get it? <laughs> uh, it's been okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I think, yeah, it's been okay, man. I, I, uh, we have a lot of cool things happening. So mm -hmm. baptism service celebration. I like that we call it celebrations this, Ooh. this coming Sunday. Uh, 2 p.m. if you're local and want to come hang out, hey, location online. Uh, but, you know, the weather, we mm -hmm. had to do that, so it's that's exciting. We had a talk last night, and I kind of confessed to you guys. We try to live out what we tell you guys here on Real Talking. Mm -hmm. I hadn't told some of the guys some of the way, you know, temptations or struggles I've been dealing with. Yeah. Um, you know, some bit, I, I try to, when I have negative thoughts, I try to get them out because I'm my own worst enemy. And I need to confess them to people. So let's say I'm having bitterness or anger. And I had some of that. In the midst of that, um, a lot better today, by the way, as far as that, those feelings I had. But I almost, I just struggle with anger towards Pharisaical people. And I get, God always humbles me in the midst of that because I've been Pharisaical in my life, I'm sure. And what do I mean by that if you're watching? You know, Pharisaical is just a, a term that I, you take from Jesus' time. Pharisees were a class of Jewish uh, priests and scholars who were <clears throat> uh, 
really according the way we use it nowadays are just very legalistic. Like you have to do X, Y, and Z. It's all about appearances. It looks this way. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's hard for me. There's people I interact with that I've interacted with in ministry um, who say, you know, it's that old saying, people say things behind your back and then you, but to your face, they're smiling and calling you brother and hugging you. Right. And the old me talking about sanctification handled that a completely different way than the me that Jesus has. And sometimes that old me wants to rise up and be like, why don't you go over and knock on their door and have a friendly talk or altercation, you know, like, <clears throat> and so I have to wrestle with those feelings and a frustration and etc. So, but God always brings me back and I end up being so thankful because he's so patient with me when I am disobedient or when I represent him poorly, because mm -hmm. that's what Pharisee people do, right? People that put weights on your back, don't tell you to take it off and want to make this Christian faith about minimizing the big sins, right? The ones that everyone sees, try to shame people, create mm -hmm. this culture of, of shame and guilt and condemnation. And so wrestling through that. And it's funny though, because in the midst of me doing that, it's, it's a thin line between I'm mad at these people. And then you become self-righteous yourself, right? Because then you become the person that's determining what, mm -hmm. what that is. So, yeah, man. For those out there that know what I'm talking about or have felt this, it'll make sense. If you don't, then it probably is a bunch of ghibli, ghibli, it's no word, gibberish. <laughs> so that, that, that was just something that happened last night. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. I think other than that, it's just trying to think of anything else I've been personally working on. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah, just trying to be obedient, being more like Jesus every day and that's why I was able to tell you that. I didn't tell you this last night, but man, there's always people that are going to question your motives. There's always people that are going to tell you that you're not doing good or that you're evil or whatever else, or you're not really a Christian, you know, and it's mm -hmm. usually religious leaders. Yeah. Hate to say it. And it's because they are going by what they see or they're going by your past or they're going by and they can't fathom how someone can do that because maybe they don't struggle in the same way you do. Right? Maybe they've never struggled with sinful temptation in the way you have. So right. they're able to say, well, if I don't, then you must not. Mm. And so it's kind of crazy. It wraps around <clears throat> you know, your own situation where people in your past, from before you even knew Jesus, might say something about you. And what a cool testimony it really ends up being because I always think of Paul, right? Um, of the sinners, I am the worst of these. And it's just a constant reminder of how good God is and how gracious he is and mm. And how we're not defined by our past and we're not even defined by our present. We're defined by Jesus. That's pretty cool. Um, because, man, without him, oof, it's a mess inside my heart, right? Oh, me too, man. So I'm, I'm a very lost individual without Jesus. Yeah. That's so, really good, man. Thank you for sharing that. That's, I love, man, I don't know. I just love your mind. I love talking to you because you just, every time you say something, it impacts me in some way. <laughs> so. That's funny because in my mind it's a bunch of gibberish. But anyway, that that's where I'm at. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I've said this before, mm -hmm. and I have these thoughts a lot. You know, I, I if this wasn't real, I wouldn't do this. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, it makes sense. No, I mean, like, think about that on a deeper level. I don't like, and I'm probably not supposed to. say, I love the church. God's church, capital Absolutely. C. I love it. It's a beautiful thing, man. It does beautiful things and 
it is different, you know, and, and when you compare it to the world, even the people that frustrate you that are believers, it's still beautiful compared to the world, right? But there are times that that culture, kind of the popular Christian culture, it's, it's I don't fit in it sometimes it feels like. And so it can, it can lead to, you know, frustration and I don't know about the rest of you, but sometimes it feels like you can't ever measure up to it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of resistance. Yeah, just it's just hard. So I think one of the things I always come back to is, and I know I'm kind of all over the place, but I've been, these are my thoughts. Mm-hmm. I'm just, it's, it's to me, that's proof to you guys out there. Maybe that are on the fence is like, this is real. And, um, I've been thinking too, how, how much what's been kind of driving me is that it's real. And I want it to be better. And, you know, I remember a couple of weeks ago in church, I think it was two weeks ago, I actually kind of did an informal poll during our service. And I said, how many of you, if you're honest, this, this thing called Christianity feels like a weight. It feels like something that's miserable compared to what sometimes you don't want to do it just because you, it's not something you look forward to. You don't want to go to church. It just feels like a heavy weight. And dude, 95, 80, 98% of the people in that room raised their hand. Right. And it made me almost, I started choking up. If you go back, you can listen because that's so sad. And, you know, I know we're, in, we're all fallen and the church is made up of imperfect people yeah. trying to follow a perfect God. But I want to, I just want to be a guy that contributes to a culture in Christianity that isn't that way. It mm. shouldn't be that way. When I see Jesus saying, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Mm-hmm. For my yoke is easy and my burden light. And then I see people raise their hand like that. And I think of my own life and it's like, we're just, we're missing something. And I think a lot of it is resting and understanding. We don't have to strive as hard as we are. And why do we, why do we, you know run around and, and pressure each other and, and guilt each other and mm-hmm. shame each other all in the name of accountability and yeah. holiness. And you know, does that make sense? Absolutely. So, actually, I actually have a question. So do you think so those are thoughts I've been thinking? Absolutely, man. And I think that, I don't know. That's why I love when you speak because it's always so good on that specific subject. Do you think expectations affect that a lot? What do you mean? Like people's expectations. Like they put they put these weird expectations on things and that's what causes them to be in the places they are. How are you like fill that out for me so I can um, give you my thoughts? I don't know. Like expectations of what? Like you said, like live like pressuring each other. Like you said, like we live so much in pressuring each other and we live so much in the idea of you know, just running around trying to hold each other accountable, but like it's like a different kind. Of, it's not like a real. It's like a. It's almost like attacking people. Like, yeah. Do you think that comes from a weird sense of expectations we put on each other, or no? Yeah, I. You know, I've been. This is good. You said that because you're kind of helping me process what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. So, part of what led to me even asking that that message um, is actually called crowns and chains. I think I got mm-hmm. thinking about it. Was the idea that. You know, all I know is Jesus constantly talks about setting captives free. The Bible says, um, those that the sun set free are free indeed. Come to me, I'll hear weird burden, I'll give you rest. We are no longer slaves. We are free. You know, I see this this theme throughout the Bible, really, particularly the New Testament. Yeah. And and yet most of us don't feel free. That's true. True. So I think I'm going to answer your question directly. Part of it is I think we struggle to understand that once we've put our faith in Christ, that it is the gift is free Mm. by his grace and mercy and that it can't be taken away because humans aren't like that. 
No human being on this earth loves that way. They don't. No. And so we can't fathom it. And then on top of it, um, and so we, we, we sort of, we're constantly striving individually, those yeah. that are, to, we're striving to be better and we know we fail. And instead of accepting it, and I'm not saying I'm good at this, mm-hmm. but instead of accepting that he knew I was going to fail when he saved me, that he doesn't right. view it that way, that he views it, you know, the analogy I've given before is, you know, when you have a three-year-old kid or two-year-old, I don't know how old kids walk, you know, one-year-old and they're learning to walk, we don't yell at them when they take two steps and fall. We celebrate the two steps they took. That's right. And I think that's the way the father is with us. He's celebrating hmm. the steps we take, right. but we're, we have this human mindset that says we don't celebrate good things. We condemn negative, we condemn bad, th- we condemn failure. Mm. in culture in general. So if you look at our culture, how often do we really celebrate success? Do we celebrate success more than we condemn failure? I don't think so. All you have to do is look at the news. We condemn failure. We're looking, we've created this weird culture where outside of even Christianity, where it's about uh, looking at everyone, you know, looking for the mistakes and then jumping on eating it, attacking it, cancel culture, all these kinds of things we've created. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I think we have these expectations on ourselves. First of all, that like I have to be perfect, and then we kind of apply for the for the world, but also for God. I have mm-hmm. to. I have to. If I'm if I'm really saved, I have to. And I think that's why I get mad at Pharisees or people out there, you know, religious leaders who I don't know. You know, you this could go so deep, man. Uh, so it's hard to even. I know yeah. I'm sounding like I'm rambling, but it's hard to even because I could go so deep. So mm-hmm. let me give you these. Slow down, Todd. So you put, we have these expectations on ourselves yeah, to be perfect. And I think some of it's a good thing. We want to be perfect for God. We want to please him. But in that, sometimes you can begin to idolize yourself. You can begin to idolize your good works. Mm. Yep. And um, we, we do good works because we are saved. We don't do good works to be saved, right? Who we are um, leads to good works, right? You know, the things people see, I may be losing you guys, but I think we have this weird culture. So it's hard, man. I think that that's why I have, I'm so hard on church leaders and pastors. They're hard on me. I get it. Oh, I I see things rough and I've made mistakes in my past and blah, blah, blah. The problem is the reason I get mad, no one believes except maybe you, is that when people say things about me, let's take me or you yeah, or other pastors, because you know I'm against that in general, just attacking. I don't know people's hearts. Right. You can condemn actions without condemning a person, by the way, because um, there's no condemnation in Christ, period. So you don't get to determine whether someone's your brother or not because you judge them based on their sin. That's so dumb. <laughs> We all, you know, I'm not saying holiness isn't important. Of course it is. I'm not saying there aren't standards for leaders. Of course there is. I'm just saying, do you out there right now, if you're a, a pastor maybe, or a Christian leader in your church ministry, even in your own home, does your life show itself as a life that desires restoration, healing for people? Or do you, are you the big bad sin police that are here to punish the hmm. The sinful, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so anyway, the reason I get upset sometimes and why I seem so passionate about that is, is that guys, leadership is a weird thing and it's a weight. And if, if the flock sees a leader condemn someone, 
not only do they begin to then condemn that person, but then they begin to go, man, if he did that to them, what will he do to me when I mess up? And everybody, here's a deep thought for you. I've all, whenever I think about the adulteress, right? Um, people come and throw, they were going to stone her, right? Yeah. We all know Jesus shows up. He writes something on the ground. They all walk away. We can say what we want. We would much rather be the people in the crowd stoning than be the woman about to be stoned. You see what I'm saying? So there's a lot of people out there that'll condemn because they'd rather be a part of the crowd than be one of the ones the crowd's attacking. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yep. I'm, with you. I'm probably all over the place today and I don't mean to be, but I guess this is real talk. These are all things floating through my mind. I'm processing with you Dude, guys. That's so, that's really good. We should delete this episode. Me. <laughs> no. So I'm sorry guys. I'm all over the place, but those are just some of the thoughts I'm having. And so wrap it around to myself. I want to be, I think you can stand for truth. I think certainly if you're here at the remnant, we, we believe in accountability and, and not, you know, We've had these situations. We just had to talk about this yesterday. We we want to stand up for holiness and speak against sin and stuff within the church, but not to condemn people, but because that's our job is to walk with them and help mm-hmm. them to be holy. And that's right. Um, we don't make them holy, though. So anyway, hmm. I don't know, man. I think that's really good stuff because, like, I don't know this, this this whole expectations thing. Like, I feel like people. I don't know. When I think of like how Jesus loved people, I feel like Jesus kind of loved people without an expectation. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, he told them the truth and they just, they follow or they didn't. Right. You know, but you look at, he had expectations. So that's, I'm glad you're saying this because I know your heart, but for other people listening, we know the standard. Mm -hmm. You know, like if we didn't believe in the standard of like pursuing holiness, then we'd just be out there being debauchery, getting drunk, you know, sleeping with whoever we wanted. That's not what we're saying. What What we're saying though is... Is that we've got to get out of this mindset that as soon as we come to know Jesus, the expectation is perfection, that the person will never stumble again. Because what that's creating is it's not creating a holy culture. It's creating a culture of hiding. There's mm-hmm. never any real victory over sin when we're so when we feel like we can't share with other people because we're going to be condemned, so we hide it. That's right. So not only does it create this weird culture, but then there's there's no true holiness. There's no... We are made holy by Christ, but there's no true growth in overcoming sin because all we're doing is getting really good at hiding it. Yep. There's no, Does that make sense? 100%. And so that's what, if you've been around us long enough, we've talked about the great masquerade is mm-hmm. kind of what we call it. Yep. And it's this great game we all play where it's, I won't call you out for your sin as long as you don't call me out for mine. And we'll just put that plastic mask over our faces mm-hmm. instead of understanding Jesus wants to dig under that. He wants to bring it to light, to heal it, not to condemn, to heal it, not to cast people out. You know, how twisted is it that we cast people out of the church when they sin, when the Bible says to only do that if they're unrepentant, meaning they literally are looking at you saying, I will not change. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to quit because then they're showing themselves to be believers. And even then you're doing that in the hopes that out there on their own in this world, in the midst of the sin and the muck, they will realize how futile that lifestyle is and want to come back. Hmm. And we, we just don't live that way. And I'm a part of the problem. I'm not calling like we, I don't want, we shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be that 98% of people yeah. in a room. And I guarantee if we were with a thousand people, it'd be the same. It shouldn't feel like a weight. I don't see that. Mm-hmm. I don't see a weight. I see, you know, um, 
Peter, you know, kept following. Peter messed up all the time. And kind of what you said, where he had no expectations. I think we can see in the example of Peter the way Jesus was. Mm -hmm. Jesus knew Peter was going to deny him. He told him that. Yep. He At one point, Jesus literally called him Satan. Get behind me, Satan. But guess nowadays, it'd be like, get behind me, Satan. You're out of my group. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is like, no, I know that this is a process. We talked to you. This ties back to what you said. If you've had 20, 20 years of living in a world without Jesus where you have gotten hardened in certain areas and there's muck on you and you're dirty and you've, you know, you're, it's like your fingernails are long mm -hmm. like this animal. It's not the expectation for all of that to be fixed in a day, a month, a year is insanity. Mm -hmm. It's a process. It's a process of becoming more like Jesus. Yes. You know, I don't mean to preach. It's just, yeah, I think, I think you're right, man. I think that Jesus definitely didn't have the expectation that people were going to be perfect as soon as right. they come to know him. They, I mean, he just did it, right? Mm -hmm. We know that. Because if so, Peter would have been booted. I think a powerful mm -hmm. lesson too, man. We don't know. Judas was used, right? Judas Judas traveled around. I tend to think somewhere deep down, God, Jesus, It's how hard would it have been to be Jesus? To know what's going to happen, but still have the humanness to say, I don't want this to happen. Judas, don't do this. You know? And, um, man, I don't know if that makes sense. No, I mean, I, I, I'm with you. I'm so you. sorry, guys, to ramble today. It's a weird day for me. No, dude, I think this is awesome. I think this is what it's all about. And, so, so do you think expectation is, like, the wrong word for it, I guess? Like, the way I'm trying to, like, express this? Because I guess what I'm trying to get at. No, I think we got to fill it out. I think it is mm -hmm. Jesus loved without, without the expectation of perfection or the expectation of being worthy of that love. Mm. He loved knowing that person wasn't worthy of the kind of love he was offering them mm. by their own merit. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So, like, he was willing to say, like, I know that you're not going to live up to who I am, but I'm going to love you as anyway, if you do. Yes, dude, that's it. I think that's a great way to say it. I'm going to love you. I like to view it. I have these weird pictures in my head. So like me, mm -hmm. I am a mess, right? That's slowly changing, <laughs> changing into more like him. Yeah. But when God looks at me, he sees that final product yep. and he's going to treat me like I am the final product through the process of being it. It's crazy. Right. That's incredible. Mm hmm. When, when Jesus looked at Peter, he didn't see that fisherman that was a coward. He kept saying, he's, he told him who he saw. I see Peter. I don't see Simon the fisherman. I see Peter, Peter the, rock. the rock. That's right. Who I will give the keys to the kingdom, right? Like, And who will start mm. and my church. That's so beautiful, man. It is and beautiful. And what if we looked at each other that way? What if I looked I, at you? That's what I was about to ask. Yeah. Is like, how do we express that? How do we show that? I think people? I treat you like you're a saint. Mm -hmm. And when you fall short, how would I treat you if I really believed you were God's son? Even when you messed up, would I throw you out? No, because I'm going to go, man, his dad's going to come back and not be happy that I treated his son like that. Mm. I treat you like you really are, not what you show me. Mm. And I think that's the beauty of the gospel is he treats us and sees us how we are supposed to be and going to be, not who we are. And he's calling us to treat each other like that now. Yep. That's wild. I want you to love AJ mm -hmm. like he is who he's going to be. And like you said, I like that. Treat him like 
You know, I don't know. Love him that way. Love him the way that I right. loved him because that's what he's doing. It's a, it's a beautiful, and like if you live in that, if I, I have these moments where I pretend like I, like I fully believe or live out of that. Mm -hmm. That's right. Cause like the, I, I can tell you this and I'm like, yeah, I'm free. And I walk out of this room and I'm going to have that weight on me again. Right. And sometimes I sit and I, and I try, this is going to sound crazy, but I promise I do this and I'll have like for the next 10 seconds, I'm going to imagine what it would be to truly be free. That nobody but him dictates me here, dictates who I am. And he's already said that I'm loved, holy, good, pure. And dude, when I have those moments, it's such a freedom. Hmm. Like I, would, I could walk in such confidence, man. Like if I walk just lived that man, way. That's so weird that you mentioned that. Yeah, I know, I know Holy Spirit's right now, in here right now, because that's another thing. I even told somebody today, it was like, it was my girlfriend, but she was like, how are you feeling today? I was like, you know, I'm going to walk in confidence today. It's so weird that you mentioned that. That is weird. <laughs> so like, it's funny because... Like you said, like you have these moments, right? Like you said, I close my eyes 10 seconds and I, I, I feel that. I can imagine that. And then you're like, but like what happens when you open them again? You know, like, like what, like what's the difference? Like why, why is that a thing? I'm asking you personally because like, because I, I feel that. Like I can have moments like, for example, like I talk about my prayer life. For some reason, I do some of the best praying when I'm in the shower. I don't know why. Me too. That's, yeah, just, that's just part of it. And so, like, in those moments, it's like nothing else is around me. And for some reason, I can feel that true peace that God brings when you're fully just rely, like, relying on him in the moments like that. Like, it's just you and him, and you can feel that. And, like, but as soon as I get out and, you know, go about the day or whatever, it's like, literally, as soon as I, like, I get out of there, it's like, boom, everything's back. And I just, why? Like, I don't get that. I thought a lot about this myself, mm -hmm. and I think a couple things. I, for me personally, I think one is I allow people to to tell me who I am. Still, I don't want to admit that, right? Like mm -hmm. I, I go by the crowd. Mm -hmm. So when the crowd says, "Here he is, he's awesome," you believe it. When the crowd says, "Crucify him," you feel like crap. Yeah. yeah. And um, I had another thought that. I think part of it is, and this is the, conf I don't know about you, but I have confessed this. I think mm -hmm. part of it is, is that I still haven't let go of control. Mm -hmm. Like I haven't, and, uh, this gets deep, right? <clears throat> I find myself a lot of times still trying to please God so that bad things don't happen in my life. That's, but that's not life. No. I, the truth is we, we talk about it, but really to own this, like what dude? this world is broken. And disease, there has not been a promise of a perfect life to follow Jesus. And if you've been told that, that's a lie. That's not mm -hmm. the promise. The promise is the ability to stand firm in the midst of that and to have hope, peace, joy that is supernatural to enable you to walk through the storms of life. When I release control and say, dude, I could walk out here right now and get shot. And then I'm like, huh. Like if I really let myself, I just had this yesterday. So it's weird you're asking me. I had this brief moment where I let go and I was like, these people could betray me. They could leave me. They could turn against me. They, But you've promised you never will. And I've walked in confidence for a minute, man. And then all of a sudden I start getting, well, but if I do this, then that will be nice. And if I do this, then maybe this won't happen. And if maybe if I do this good enough, God won't let this happen. It's like, that's not how it is, man. I don't have to do that to earn good things in my life. He mm -hmm. wants to give blessings to me. Yeah. He wants to answer my prayer. It all boils down to the same thing is that if something goes in a way that is bad, I have to trust that he still has my good mm. in that. Because the promise is, That's the hard. biggest promise of all is at the end of the day, and this is scary, I get it, it's scary, is that I know the end of the story. Mm -hmm. And in the end, I win. 
That's right. And uh, does that make sense? It and does. I think, it's I think actually, I, it's really hard. Like, that's why I just said, I said it myself just now. Like, that's hard because what you mentioned was so good. You said, like, I, I start thinking like, oh, you know, what about this and this? And, you know, God, it's funny because I think for me personally, I, as far as like spiritual, like maturity, I don't even know if some parts of me are there yet. They might not be. And that's the like, cause I, cause instead of saying God, I might be saying people mm. like I'm going, Oh, what about what they would like, what they think or sure. Or sure like, yeah. like, so I, instead of like, so then that's what hit my, hit my head was like, man, like that's hard. Even in the sense of, I think I get caught up in people still, but then even like to think about God in that instance of like asking all those questions, I'm like, <laughs> but then it gets twisted too, man, because then you can start coming to a place of like, Oh, I care too much about what people need. Then you beat yourself up for that. Mm-hmm. You're human. You're going to care about the people you, what I'm starting to learn in my own life and for mm-hmm. out there. And I'd love to get your guys' thoughts that are listening or watching. What I'm starting to learn is it's not so much not never caring about what people think. Mm-hmm. It's because if that were the case, then why would God say things like, Hey, tell each other when you're, when you are mad at each other, right. it's about not letting that change my identity and not caring about people who aren't in my quote millennial term here tribe. Right. Who cares what these people that don't know me think they don't know me. Yep. That's where, you know what I'm saying? So like even free yourself from the idea of like, Oh my gosh, I care what people think too much. I, I, I I'm not a good Christian. You're human. God's okay mm. with that. I think that's the beauty of the chosen. You know why we love the chosen? And tell me if I'm wrong. Is because in that moment you see Jesus. You see him look at Peter because you get to see Peter's stubborn and he just looks at him and he's like, he's patient and he's kind mm-hmm. and he sees these people. You know, you can read, you, I don't know, it's just a reminder of who he really is. Mm. That it's real, that he's, man, it's just real, dude. It's real. And if we can just grasp that. And people out there, if you will just, all of us together will stop letting the wrong people tell us what church looks like. Hmm. And we let Jesus tell us what it looks like. Because here's the weird part. That sounds good, right? And you want to do that. But what do you do when you you're you live that out and the people start calling you weird names? Hmm. Well, you're a cult. Yep. Or you're a... Look at that guy. He doesn't care about sin. And then all of a sudden you're like, man, maybe I don't. Maybe instead of going like when you follow Jesus, the crowd's going to turn on you eventually. Period. Period. Hmm. If we want to change and if we want to change Christian culture to where 98 percent of people aren't raising their hands saying this feels like a weight, then we got to understand that we got to take back. Take back the culture. We got to be willing to plant flags all around this country in the church because, by the way, that's also going to affect the world. The world calls us hypocrites because they see us playing the game. In mm. some ways, they can see the masquerade better than we can because they see the hypocrisy of me telling you, like, I live this way. I am perfect and you are not. And then they see the way I treat these people. They see my sin mm-hmm. instead of, like, I'm telling you, it would be a way more powerful church if we wouldn't. You know, these the failings of, like, big pastors and stuff. Yeah. I'm not saying that's not serious, and some of them are probably wolves in sheep's clothing. But I think part of the issue is the reason the world jumps all over that is because we set this stupid standard of perfection that doesn't exist. What if we stopped pretending these pastors were perfect? What if we stopped hiding? What if these people use their platform to say, you know what? I really struggle with this, X, Y, Z. You know why they don't? Because they'll be torn apart by not the world, by Christians. I think the world would actually go— you mean there's 
You mean you can follow Jesus and struggle with addiction? You mean you can follow Jesus and struggle with this? Mm-hmm. You mean like maybe maybe I can't maybe he does love me. Hmm. But we don't. We say ting 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 huh, perfect hair with my perfect shirt mm-hmm. in my perfect world yeah. telling you that I never struggle because I follow Jesus. That's a lie. You I do struggle. You do absolutely. <laughs> you son str- of a gun. No, we, we shouldn't struggle. glorify sin. No. But we can be real about it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't know. We probably went way off the reservation today. <laughs> Um, anyway, but oops, <laughs> oops, <laughs> yeah, I almost dropped my mic. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just so I could talk about this for hours. I feel like, cause it's just, it just goes into one thing after the other. <laughs> it's always, that's, what's cool about these kind of talks is it always leads into something else and makes me sad that we have a time. Yeah. Hey, it's our show. We can do what we want. I do want to answer this one question. <laughs> Three hours. So. <clears throat> Hey, what podcasts do that? That's it's crazy. <clears throat> no, um, you know Rogan's experience. That sucker goes forever. Oh yeah, I've seen like like four and a half hours. Yeah. Like, holy, <laughs> pretty interesting. Um, maybe we should do a long episode sometime where we just let it go. Yeah, he wants to do the round table. He's so. Would you think. guys like to see? I want to know because intern Clint has been pushing this. Mm-hmm. We've tossed around the idea of what we call it, remnant round table mm-hmm. or the round table, which yeah. is we bring the whole production crew. So me, AJ, intern Clint, production guy, Blake, shoot. We might even bring back old fun guy, Austin, or mm-hmm. old fun guy, Austin. Old fun He's guy. not that anymore. Um, and just sit around a table and we yeah. just talk, talk about topics. Maybe even this random guy named Grant or something. Yeah, <laughs> but it would be separate from this and we and it would be kind of topical where we just drop a line like, today the topic is, I'll just be radical because yeah. people mad at me anyway, sex. Yeah. What is it like being a young guy in a world and trying to follow Jesus? Yep. When you have a sex drive, mm-hmm. what do you do with it? And we just chop it up. That's right. Let us know. Slice if enough people comment below, we'll, we'll put a bonus episode out of this week. If there are, if there's eight people that comment below and say in the comments, we want to see the round table. All right. Then we will drop it this week. All right. Because we'll, I'll film at midnight. No, let me ask you this. Is this going to be strictly podcast or are we actually filming this? That's a good question. We haven't decided. We'll <laughs> surprise you. Okay. Um, probably both again, right? Yeah, we could. Uh, but I want to answer this question. Okay. Uh, you go with that? Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> it's actually a good question. We've answered it before. Okay. So I, I'm i reading directly from our database at www.theremnant.life slash real-talk. Completely anonymous. Couldn't find you if we tried. Boom, we have. So, yes, we have. This person says, I have thought that when we accept Jesus, we're filled with the Holy Spirit. But this, this seems to say, and it gives a section below, this seems to say that the Samaritans had to be prayed for separately to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Can you clarify for me? And then they give the verse from Acts Chapter 8, verses 14 through 17. When the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had welcomed God's message, they sent Peter and John to them. After they went down there, they prayed for them so that the Samaritans might receive the Holy Spirit, for he had not yet come down on any of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. Kind of confusing. Yeah, it is confusing. This is where it gets pretty cool and deep. Mm -hmm. All right, so stay with me. There is an answer to this. First off, we got to stop thinking that um, that the set rules that everything was the same then as it is now, yeah. meaning that God is following has to follow some sort of uh, what is the word formula? Mm-hmm. Couple things. 
the church had not been started yet. Yeah. Right? The church that you and I are living in today had not been started. In fact, Jesus told Peter, you will be the rock. I will give you the king, keys to the king. You will be the one that the foundation of the church is beginning. So it's not everybody thinks that Peter preached that first sermon, the 3,000 got saved at Pentecost, right. and there's the church. No, he was still traveling around spreading the church. That's right. So couple, I think there's two reasons for this. I can give you two good reasons. There's more. One is it had to be Peter. Peter had to be present still because God had told him he's going to be the, it had to be the same message. So even though people are going around spreading um, the gospel, yeah, the church had to be unified early on. Otherwise you would have had all these weird sects everywhere who like believed in Jesus, but might've been believing different things. Right. Also remember that Samaria and Israel, like the Jewish people, hated each other. So these are Samaritans. What would have happened, because we already saw it. Remember when Jesus went to the Samaritan woman and she says, your people say you pray here. My people say we pray here. Jesus said there's going to come a time when you pray in spirit and truth and it's not going to matter where you pray. Mm -hmm. Peter went there. If Peter hadn't done that, the Samaritans and the Jewish people would have done what they had already continued to do, which is just had two sects of Christianity that weren't unified. Jesus, God, it was important to God that the church was unified. He sent Peter there so that the church was unified. Mm -hmm. So just because that happened in that moment does not mean that happens all the time. In fact, we know that because Paul's ministry is completely different. Mm -hmm. And he tells us. So it, that was a specific instance, not a rule that is applied to everyone today. Makes sense? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense, intern Clint? Just made me think of the church today. How so? How it's not unified? Yeah. Well, it isn't, right, in some ways. But if we actually look at the big primary issues, for the yeah. most part, the church is unified. That we believe that Jesus is the Son of God, all yeah, those things. Yeah, when you thought of the sex, like, like the sex of different things, I was like, there is some truth to that. Denominations. Yeah, huh. it is true. You know, we, we end up, well, that's a great, that's a great point why God did that. Look what happens. We will literally split churches over how many times to dunk someone before we say they're baptized. Well, we, we can't worship with you. Mm -hmm. So hopefully that answers your question. Um, bottom line is that doesn't mean that's applied today. I know there are denominations out there that believe there's two, two, I didn't mean to make a weird face. I just don't see that. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, they apply that to everywhere. If that's the case though, then you would. You have to follow that. Well, Peter's not running around touching people today. So then mm -hmm. does no one have it? Right. It's a specific instance because God was still starting the church, getting the ball rolling and making sure that the church stayed unified mm. among two people groups that would have hated each other otherwise. It's crazy. Makes sense? Yep. So they believe Jesus. So it's like, yes, we believe. Now Peter's going to come and show them like, hey, we're all part of the same. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that answers your question. 100%. Love it. Great question, though. If it doesn't answer your question or you feel like it didn't clarify it, feel free to use the link at www.theremnant.live slash real-talk and ask a follow-up question, and we'll, yep. we'll go deeper into it. We're sometimes limited mm. um, because we can't go back and forth. Right. That's why all, you hear me always ask things like, does that make sense? Because I, mm -hmm. I want to answer it the best I can. 100%, dude. Cool. Good show. Absolutely, man. I thought it turned out really good today. You know, we we just love when we can just sit and talk, man. It's good. It's always good stuff. You make me think. So, I appreciate you guys. Well, I appreciate you, man. And yeah. I had no idea where this was going to go today. <laughs> so I know it benefited me. We prayed beforehand. Like, thank you for asking the questions and even bringing your topics up to help me think. Yeah. Helps me grow. Thank you guys for that opportunity as well. Um, we get a lot out of this too. Oh yeah. So. 
You know the drill, guys. Up above, that link I mentioned is active 24-7-365 at www.theremnant.life slash real-talk. Guys, would you consider doing a favor for us? Would you consider joining and partnering with us uh, financially at www.theremnant.life slash give? If, especially if you don't attend this church, but you watch it every week, you know, any little bit helps. That's right. Um, it goes directly back into the ministry. If you go to that website at www.theremnant.life slash give, even from your phone, you go to a drop down box to Real Talk and it goes directly to Real Talk. Uh, yep. We don't drive Bentleys. We're not, I'm telling you right now, uh, our church supports this ministry, but for it to continue to do stuff and the first, some of the dreams we have, oh yeah, you know, it's tax deductible too. So you can write that off. That's right. But we appreciate you guys so much. Uh, reminder that if you want to see the round table, which is yep. a bunch of guys chatting it up, plus it'll we'll see if old intern Clint he gets him off our back about it. Uh, just <laughs> we love him. Drop below, just say we want to see the round table. We'll put yep. it out this week. We're crazy. We'll, we'll do it. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> so, uh, you got anything else? You think uh, hey, if you listen to this and it's not before Sunday, hey, come watch. Uh, Come, come watch us. Come celebrate come with now. us. Yeah, come on now uh, to our baptism service. That's going to be so cool. We have the event page up on our Facebook. Uh, go ahead and click that you're going so we'll, we'll know that you'll be there. So yeah, other than that, awesome. I love you guys. Thank you. Yeah, and please like, comment, uh, even those that watch every week. Guys, don't forget to like the video. Mm-hmm. Not just uh, – we please share it for sure. Um, man, you are reaching a lot of people. But please like comment and share drop comments below let us know that you enjoyed it um the more that's called engagement the more engagement the way the what is the word i'm looking for the algorithm the algorithm the more engagement (laughs) you get the more people it reaches so hey like comment share if you haven't liked our facebook page that this is being released on go do that if you're listening on podcast hey would you leave us a review absolutely Um, man uh preferably positive but uh, (laughs) if you leave us a review and share with your friends and ask them to subscribe that would mean a lot guys we just want to we want to put it out there that to follow Jesus doesn't mean you got to have it all together. That we're all walking this out together and having real talk. You need mm-hmm. people in your life that you can have those kind of conversations with. And you guys have blessed us by giving us a format to be able to have those talks ourselves. That's right. We hope you guys have a great day. We love you so much. And truly, God bless you.